So I just came to the realization that uh, when this whole pandemic thing's over and I go to the tavern, I'm going to start meeting people born in the 21st century. Because they'll be turning 21? Yeah. Isn't that strange? That's weird. Yeah. I feel like a grandpa now. Like I go into the, to the pub and there's some people there and they're hanging out and they're, they were born in the year 2000. I'm going to be like, oh my God. Wow. I remember the year 2000. I went to uh, Las Vegas because it was, you know, that big, big, uh, the world's going to end and all the electronics are going to start. Exactly. So uh, me and my girlfriend at the time uh, went down to Las Vegas. We had no money. So we stayed in like one of those super shitty, uh, you know, hotel motels where like, you know, they occasionally rent by the hour kind of place and uh, girls of the night kind of hang out there and not the classy ones. And um, we went, of course, we went to the casinos to hang out for the actual new year because couldn't stay at the hotel. It was a crap place. And it was interesting. It was so crowded that they actually started closing off uh, all the casinos. So like the only way you could get in is if you were a guest. So we actually had to just stay at the one that we were in because if we'd left, we wouldn't have been able to go to another one. So we ended up going to one of the fancy ones. I mean, it was like... The parrot the venetian or i don't know which actually which one it was <laughs> not the not the roach motel you were staying at no no but it was funny because then like you know we bring in the new year do all that kind of crap and then ended up going back to the roach motel for uh when we went to sleep and it was still just you could hear all the noise from all the rooms and stuff like that it was Ooh. classy classy night well now we're older and just as broke probably do the same thing so no, now I have a credit card. Now I would just charge it to my credit card and worry about paying for it later. Yeah, That's the... you could just go into debt doing that. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. It's the American way, man. Heck yeah. Welcome to the 80s and 90s Uncensored, the podcast about the 80s and 90s for people who care about that. I am Milo Dennison, and with me is... Jamie Fenderson. And today we are discussing... The case of CDs versus cassette tapes. That's right. The 80s and 90s were the era for CDs and cassettes, um, but I think I've got you this time around because la- when last time when we, did, when we did Magnum versus MacGyver, that was hard because they're both good shows. Yeah. This one, I've got a clear winner. What? Uh, no, dude. Now we got Now it's on like Donkey Kong. Oh, it is. It is indeed. So after you, my friend. I'm defending cassette tapes in this in this round, and it's. This is interesting because uh, I did a little research. Cassette tapes, the whole technology of it, it was invented actually in the 60s. Phillips invented invented, uh, tapes in in 1962. Um, And it was really for more recording artists and things like that, you know, for for more commercial studios. And then they shrunk them down. And it wasn't really for music, though, at first. It was really for, uh, for like executives, to record their thoughts and their speech so that their secretaries could type it up later. They didn't even think about music. And then later music was going to be more for, do you remember eight track tapes? Oh yeah. Those came out in the seventies, but everybody had like some dirtbag uncle or someone who had eight track player in their car. I had an uncle who had like an eight track player in his crappy car. He was total Joe dirt guy, cigarette butts and Leonard Skinner in the eight track. My first car had an eight track player. It was a Ford Pinto and it was, it was a Pinto wagon. It was green with the fake wood siding and it had an eight track player. And what I did is I found that there was an adapter that you could get that 
uh, you could put cassette tapes in the adapter and then slide the adapter into the eight trap player <laughs> so that that way you could actually listen to cassettes on your eight track playing car stereo. Wow. That's straight up transformers action. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but they yeah, those eight track tapes really had a lot of problems and it turns out the cassette tapes, they, they were, they got smaller and they were, they were actually called compact uh, cassettes by Phillips at the time. And they're, they, they, they shrunk down and the quality got better. So they started using them for, for music. Right. And they sounded pretty good. And I forgot that there's different levels of quality for those tapes. Cause when I was a kid, I always got the cheap ones. You can still get cassette tapes, by the way, if you go to Walmart or target, you can still get some because I used to get the cheap ones and I was broke and couldn't buy albums. So here's the cool thing about cassette tapes is Cool thing number one, you could record your own stuff. You could record your own stuff. You could call up the radio station. You could be your local radio station and request songs, and then they play them and you record, right? And make your own mixed tapes. And you wouldn't have to spend a dime on an album because you're broke, right? It's true. I I did that. Right? Mixed tapes. Or you'd borrow a tape from somebody you knew if you had one of the like little radios that had two tape players and you'd play one and record onto the other one. Yeah. And, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of regard at, at that time for like, you know, copying things, I guess. But yeah, you could copy albums that your friends had. You could copy stuff from the radio. You could record yourself and listen to yourself, speed it up, sounded like a chipmunk. That was, that was awesome. That was fun. Um, so that's, that's number one, that's number one why I think cassette tapes are the best because you could record things, something a CD can't do. You could record things. Number two, I think for the first time, the portability of music that you bought became a reality, right? With the Sony Walkman with boom boxes for the first time, you could actually go out of your home and listen to your tunes and, you know, now it's like a normal thing, right? But back then it was a huge deal. Like I got a Sony Walkman and I got my Michael Jackson bad tape and I can go outside and listen to Michael Jackson's bad outside. All right. That's amazing. Or it was amazing. Now it's not so amazing. Everybody's like, so, so what? Who cares? Well, back then it was amazing. It's true. So the introduction of portability. And I know you're going to say CDs have portable CD players too, right? Mm-hmm. But they skipped, and the surface area of a CD is much bigger, right? And they skipped. You're running around trying to listen to your, you know, Spice Girls, and you're, tell me what, I, uh, 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 right? That's number two. That's why the cassette tape rules. And number three. I was going to say, is no that all one, you have to? <laughs> no, no, no. Number three, no one will, you, you will never know the joy of, like, poking your pencil in there and rewinding your tape and stuff that was so satisfying there's nothing more satisfying than that nothing more satisfying than poking your pencil in there and, and like rewinding your tape yes because your tape became unwound in the player and would get tangled up and you'd have to you know get it out while trying not to break the tape and then roll it up just because you had a shitty player <laughs> doesn't mean everybody else did if you had a decent player that didn't happen you, you had the type of player that plugged into eight track players. So well, that was my car. I did, problems. I did have the portable Walkman as well. So that's number three. Okay. That's just too satisfying not to mention. So those are my, those are my three top ones. All right. 
the the fact that you could record that's the biggest one making mixtapes you can't do that with a cd you're confined by the cd man you're confined you're conf- you're shackled by the cd handcuffs well you can make a mixtape with a cd you just need a computer to do it so of course when what cds were be this computer thing you say First released, you could not do a mixtape with this, you know, but once the computer came out and you could burn your own CDs, you could then copy and download music and then burn that to a CD and make your own CD mix. Okay, I forgot about that. And But it's still skipped in a portable player. That's true. That's true. I can't argue with the skipping in a portable player. All right. Time for CDs. Let's do it. What do you got? Why did they invent the automobile? Jamie. Uh, get around faster. That's right. Because horses were slow. They didn't work that well. And the automobile was better. So they invented the CD because the cassette tape needed to be improved upon. <laughs> because you got tired of winding your cassette. Now, one thing with the CD. Let's say you're listening to a CD and you want to listen to track number seven. You just hit track number seven on your player and it starts playing versus your cassette where you have to go fast forward, fast forward, fast forward, track, nope, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. Oh, damn it. I skipped it. Back up, back up, back up. Okay. No, almost there. There we go. And okay. Got the song I wanted. CD, click, song starts playing. So usability. Two, you've got audio quality. So in the, the audio quality on a CD is consistent and better than on a tape. And I will argue that your audio quality on a CD is better than most MP3s that you download nowadays. So like you download a music, you're playing it on your iPod or your phone, and it's like one song's kind of loud, the next song's kind of lower based on the you know, quality of the download. CD, nice, consistent, good quality. You've got LPs, the old records, top quality, CD, and then down... Underneath those two, you've got cassettes and MP3s. So that is one another reason why CDs are great. You can still find CDs as well, just like cassette tapes. And not only can you still find them, you can get them pretty cheap because, you know, find UCDs and that kind of stuff. Easy to find. Another interesting thing about CDs, in the year 2000, which was the peak of CDs before everything went digital. So in 2000, the 2.4 45 billion CDs were sold in the year 2000. And then in 2001, the iPod launched (laughs) and it went down there from there. Um, Let's see. What else do we have? Oh, here's one. If you had a stereo system at home, you could have multiple CD players. Remember those ones that rotated? Oh, yeah. And so Mm -hmm. you put in like, you know, three or five discs and then you could put it on random or rotate it. Can't do that with a cassette. So you just put it on random and it rotates through your CDs. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's why CDs are the shiznizzle. But did you never have the satisfaction of having an album on, your, on a tape player and you knew exactly, almost like Secret Spy style, how far to fast forward and you count exactly 8.2 seconds <laughs> and then you'd hit play and you, and it was boom right on that song and you're like oh i know my aerosmith big ones album like a champ right yeah that's satisfying bro 
Oh, now you're talking about hitting number seven. I just hit number seven. That's not satisfying. That's satisfying easy. is doing 8.2 seconds to get to that song. And you know exactly where it is. But then you miss that 8.2 seconds and you're like, fuck, life is <laughs> awful. Well, not back then because you're young. You think you have plenty of time. That's it's not true. like you were born in the year 2000 or something when CDs started going away. Yeah, they all went away. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't know that they went all the way to 2000. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, and then uh, they started the decline thanks to the iPod, the ruiner of music, quality music. Yeah. Did you ever, I, 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 it was interesting because I was doing this and you mentioned mixtapes as well. I loved doing mixtapes and mix CDs when I got a computer and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I'd mix mm -hmm. them and like you're, you're dating somebody, you make them a mixtape. Yeah. Uh, totally did that in high school. Like made you mixtape, listen to it. <laughs> And you think about like, you got to start out with this and you kind of got to work into this type of music and you know, what's the feeling you're trying to get through it. It's fantastic. Yeah. I actually made mixtapes for myself more though. Oh yeah. Me like, too. Motivational mixtapes, like oh. get you through the day. You, like you're okay. You can do it. Yeah. Inspirational so, you know, even when I was a kid though, you know, <laughs> but I'm like, I have my own mixtape. I don't need Tony Robbins. I got a mixtape of tunes. You'd record your own. So you'd go from like an Aerosmith tune and then there'd be a pause and then be like, Jamie, you're going to make it through the day. I love you. You're a winner. And then it'd go into some uh, Motley Crue. And then after Motley Crue, it'd be like, Jamie, you're doing it. Day's almost over. You're my hero, pal. And then <laughs> it'd be your own voice. You see why tapes are awesome? You can record yourself. <laughs> Yeah, well, I I don't I should look to see if I have any of those tapes. I could probably probably sell them now. Self help yeah. stuff. I have a box of CDs in storage at my dad's, uh, and they're still there. I have I have an old CD collection. Now I my tape collection's gone. Who knows where that is? But I do have I do have a CD collection. That's right. Get rid of the tapes. Well, CD collection stays around. Because I, you can, I, I don't know what happened. It's not like I purposely got rid of yeah. the tapes. It's because you can't listen to tapes anymore. You actually got to go out of your way to find a tape player. Like you can still get stereos with CD players. Your car quite likely will still have a CD player in it. You can play CDs on your computer if it's got a disc player on it. So you can oh, still play yeah. CDs. Yeah. No, I'm going to, I'm going to embarrass myself. One of them is, is the Celine Dion CD mm, Titanic. Oh. No. I got a Spice Girls. I got Spice Girls. No. I got what? Sass, what What other ones did I have? Savage Garden. They, they were all right for a while. I think they've kind of gone out of style as well. Pretty with those campy others. now, dude. Like, yeah. yeah. Back then, if you were like playing that with a, with a girl. Oh, yeah, was man. nice. Nowadays, you're, the, you're kind of a creep. You're like, okay, I'm going to throw in my Nirvana and my Savage Garden and some Pearl Jam because I live in Seattle and I'm so grunge. <laughs> yeah, so grunge. <laughs> or I guess you were, you were probably in Portland at the time, weren't you? Oh, yeah, but we were probably even more grunge. Slash granola. Yeah, but, you know, ultimately, I think both are awesome yeah. for, 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 for one main reason. What, you go to a record store and you you'd buy an album right and that was an experience now like when my son he's just like oh, i want to listen to a song it just happens i don't even know how it happens or what he uses but he can listen to any song at any time and it's not even an issue 
but the experience of like going to a record store and actually getting that physical album and learning about other songs that you didn't know about, like you got it for that one song that you know, but maybe there's a whole bunch of other songs you didn't know because they don't play on the radio. And then you knew that album, right? Whether it's on a tape or a CD, you knew that album, that band, you connected with them. And that's something I miss about music. It's true. You don't listen to an album from beginning to end anymore. Now it's like, uh, if you're on Spotify or whatever, you just like listen to that song or two that you like. And, but you don't like Pink Floyd. I remember like I'd listen to Pink Floyd CDs from beginning to end uh, because they flow beautifully or the cure or I'm trying to think who else I've listened to. Like in, in cassettes were that way too. I remember like REM, I had a REM cassette and I'd like play it from beginning, beginning to end because they were fantastic. But from what I understand, I guess, um, like some of these things are making a comeback. Yeah. Like a lot of bands are doing uh, cassettes now and CDs and vinyl. Um, so I guess this is kind of a resurgence, like a nostalgia resurgence kind of thing. But it's with young people, though, who don't even remember this stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't know on that one. That's weird. A friend of mine, he's, he's, he's my age. He still buys CDs. And he buys a lot because he likes having the cover art and, and that kind of stuff and, and like the quality that I mentioned. So he still buys them. But yeah, I saw, I might have read the same article researching this as you did, talking about how cassette tapes are making a comeback. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, and I'm cool with it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe people figured out the last two decades of the 20th century was superior. And you know what it is? Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, oh, that might have been it, right? Yep, everybody saw his cassette player, and they're like, sweet, I want a cassette player. I want to make a mixtape. Oh, yeah, uh, uh, Star-Lord. Yeah. And mm -hmm. his like, late 70s soundtrack on his mom's mixtape. That's right. That's what it was. People are seeing that, and they're like, okay, that's cool. I'm hip. I'm hip. I'm I hip. My... I'm with it. Um, here's an interesting statistic that I found. The biggest selling CD of all time, uh, according to this article I read, is the Eagles' Greatest Hits album, which sold over 38 million copies. And interestingly enough, I have that CD. What? Yep, that is in my box of CDs, the Eagles' Greatest Hits. But it seems to me the Eagles is like pre-CD. The band is, yeah. But, that, but the highest selling CD is the Eagles. Yeah, that's how popular the Eagles were. Wow. Did you ever, did you ever like sign up for those? You remember BMG or Columbia house? Oh, you remember did this? They have the TV commercials. Oh, probably. Yeah. So the idea was you'd get a thing, they, you know, mass mail people and you'd get this thing in the mail and it would have these little stamps like you, that you'd actually lick. Right. And the idea was it had all these CDs in the stamps and you sign up and basically what it is, is the first one you get, say like, you know, 10 CDs or 12 CDs or cassettes, 10 cassettes or 12 cassettes for the price of one. Right. And you're like, so you're like, sweet, I'm gonna sign up. I'm going to get 12. I'm going to pay for one. And the deal was once you signed up, what they would do is they would start mailing you one every month after that. And it was just a random one that they would pick and you just get this Brian Adams CD or, or cassette. And then you're like, you could mail it back. So it came return labelable. So you could just put it back in the thing and then ship it back to them and not have to pay for it. 
But I think, but if you didn't do that, then you would have to pay for it. So you'd actually be billed the $12.99 for the cost of the disc and eventually kind of run up a run up a bill because basically what happened was is people would not pay it or if they would pay it, that's how they made their money. It was because people just not bother to send the CD or cassette tape back and then they'd get billed the $12.99 and they're like, oh, fuck it. I'll pay for it. Or sometimes, yeah, or sometimes they'd actually keep the CD and they'd be like, oh, sweet. I wanted a Brian Adams CD. Cool. So I'll pay the 12 yeah, Otherwise, they just forgot about it and had to pony up, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Blockbuster style. Yeah, it was funny. Like, it was an interesting system. I remember doing that and it was because you get the first batch and you're like, sweet. Because I did it both with uh, cassettes and then when they switched over to CDs. And, uh, but it was also annoying because you're always, every month you're getting a fucking CD and you're like, God damn it. Now I got to package this up and send it back. Yeah. Well, you don't have to do that anymore. No. I remember what I remember most are those time life collections. Oh yeah. On, on, on the TV yeah, commercials, the commercials where they sell just a huge, maybe mega package of, of cassettes or CDs. Yeah. It's like everything that Dolly Parton never made and the whole, it'd be an infomercial. So it'd be showing Dolly Parton doing her thing yep. over the years and, and time life honors uh, Dolly Parton. And here's a whole huge mega collection for a hundred bucks of everything she ever did. Yep. And they'd have it all sh- spread out. Yeah. It'd come in like a box way. thing or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Remember that? I remember the time life. Or the classic rock collection, the classic rock collection. Yeah, great classic music from the fifties and sixties. Yeah, and those came in. Those came in. I think originally cassette tapes, but uh, later uh, they came in CDs. I don't even know if they do that kind of thing anymore. I doubt it. I mean, nobody. I don't see them doing that kind of stuff anymore. I don't see people spending the money on that when they can just download it. Oh, man. I mean, cost-wise, I think it's only going to be your audio files really buying the stuff anymore. The people that actually buy the LPs or the CDs or... Or collectors. Collectors, maybe. yeah. Well, maybe with this whole comeback and resurgence, um, there'll be there'll be a market for this type of stuff. We'll see Dolly Parton Time Life Collection Part 2 on the TV and go, what? You never know. Uh, I have an old Kodak camera, the old... the. Uh, Polaroid, the instant one that was, you know, yeah, click it and zzz comes out and you yeah. got to wait for it to buy. So it's like one of the original ones from, you know, like I got it when I was like nine, my parents got it for me and I've held on to it ever since. And so for quite a number of years, Kodak stopped making film for these things because nobody bought them. And then some aftermarket company kind of created a recipe for that type of film. So you could start buying film for them again for nerds with cameras that like this kind of stuff. And you'd it's super expensive. It's like, you know, $3 per picture, <laughs> like, you know, like it's not cheap. And then it caught on so well that Kodak started making film for these cameras again and started re-releasing the cameras that use that same style of film. Hey, you know, CDs, cassettes, LPs. It's all coming back. It is. I was watching a video about a, a, a guy who has a company and I guess it's the only company that does it at, at this time but bands will send music and he'll produce cassette tapes for them. And that's like what he does. Interesting. Yeah. It's a whole company that this guy does. And band, and musicians are like, okay, we want a cassette tape of our stuff. Here's the music. He like creates the cassette tapes and puts it in cassettes so that, that they can sell. Yeah. Or... With, 
Yeah, and with the the proper they might have some art or something, and yeah. he'll get it all ready and mass produced. That's well, cool. Maybe not as mass produced as as back in the day, but like a big big chunk of a big production batch. Yeah, uh, and he and he does that, and and I'm I'm talking like people younger than us doing this. I don't know what their thing is, but I, I'm I'm down for it. They just know what's cool, I guess. I don't know. Bands, maybe small like indie bands, selling it as at their shows, like T-shirts, cassettes, CDs. Yeah, because think about this: if you're a band, let's say we had Jamie and Milo the band, and we're, and we're we're jamming or something, and then you say, "Well, download our stuff, please," on Spotify. That's kind of lame, and you don't make any money right then and there. But if you have a a bunch of cassette tapes and CDs and there's some posters right there. Hey, by the way, if you like our music, here's some cassette tapes. Cause we're super cool and retro. Check that out. And then it's right there. You can make some money right there. Right. Again, it's that physicality of it. It's a good idea, especially for small bands trying to get their music out there and make it a, make a few bucks. Maybe you want to contact the guy. We make a podcast mixtape. Podcast mixtape. And <laughs> We just have our podcast. We can have our podcast on tapes and CDs and we, and we put it online as a physical product and say, Hey, you could listen to our podcast as a electronic thing, or you could buy our mixtape and listen to it on the tape and get the real retro feel. Yeah. You never know. We'll throw it out there. Podcast listeners, what do you think? Is that something you'd be down for if we burned these fantastic episodes into a cassette tape? Would you actually buy that? Let us know on our Twitter feed, the 80s and 90s com. I think it's an awesome idea. I think you should all say yes. Well, there you have it, podcast listeners. It seems like another episode of the 80s and 90s Uncensored has come to an end. Like I said, you can reach us on Twitter at the 80s and 90s com you can visit us on the web at the 80s and 90s.com and with that we will say until next time we are out of here like your ex after getting that mixtape from you goodbye yeah you ever you ever you ever get any goodness from a mixtape you ever get any and any hotties just fall fall over all over you with with your mixtape Probably not, but I did I always... I don't remember it ever worked. No, but I did, I definitely made them and I'd play like, I'd have my CD, my seduction mix and stuff. <laughs> so like if I have a girl over, I put the seduction mix CD in. and Gotta like, put in the careless dun, 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 dun. whispers. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>